We want to welcome you guys to our third episode. If you don't know what this series is about, go back and watch the first two episodes now and the series trailer. We'll put that card right up there for you guys to click on it. And once you catch up, come on back to this video and then we'll get into the third part. In the first two parts, we discussed the parable of the 10 bridesmaids and we learned about being prepared in those two episodes. So if you haven't watched already, you already know the drill. Go back and watch part one. Okay, so you could be prepared for yes. part two. Come on, right. prepare. So in the first part, we discussed why you should be prepared, the importance of preparation. We also define being prepared and the consequences of being prepared, well, of not being prepared. And then in the second episode, we discussed the incubation phase. And uh, we had a great example of the hen sitting on the egg during the incubation phase. So you guys definitely want to tune into that. Um, but we talked about what you can do during your incubation phase, um, preparing the correct way. And we also gave you guys some tips on how to prepare. And we had our special guest, Christina Kidd. But today we are getting into the parable of the loaned money. And we are joined by our very special guest, Dr. Jamila Riley. Hello. Thank y'all for having me. So Thank excited you. to be here. Thank you for coming on. So, All right. But before we get into this topic, we are going to start this segment out with prayer since we are recording this on a different day. So let's bow our heads. Laura, we want to thank you for allowing us to get together another day to discuss a new topic in order to spread your word. We pray that you use us to get your word out and that you help us say exactly what you want your people to hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So let's jump in and get into part three, execution. That's right. So, in, like Shantavia said, in this part, in part three, we'll be talking about the execution. And we'll start with our parable of the loaned money. And we're reading from Matthew 25. And we're going to start off with the 14th through the 15th verse. And it reads, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it into the portion of their abilities. And then he left for his trip. So in these verses in verse 14, I just wanted to point out that he entrusted um, the servants with his money while he was gone. You know, that takes a lot of trust if you giving somebody money and you gone. Um, so it talks a lot about the trust part. And he also proportions it out um, based on the servant's ability. Um, and I wanted to read the insert from my Bible, and it reads, 
The master divided the money among his servants according to their abilities. No one received more or less than he can handle. If he failed in his assignment, his excuse could not be that he was overwhelmed. Failure could indicate only laziness or hatred towards the master. The bag of silver represented any kind of resource we are given. God gives us time, gift, gifts, and other resources according to his own, to our, our abilities. And he expects us to invest them wisely until he returns. We are responsible to use well what God has given us. The issue is not how much we have, but how well we use what we are given. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the bag of silver, uh, like the insert said, gives us a representation of all different things, like our time, our money, and everything that God gives us. And to me, and you know, it just raises the question, like, what do you do with what you've been given? And how do you execute what your tools and your resources that we already have? Like Ashley said, we're going to learn about time management through this parable. Um, And that's the best thing that you need whenever you are getting ready to execute your plan, because you want to make sure you are being timely with it. So in Matthew 25, 15, it says to one, he gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. So I circle each according to his ability, because I think that's so important um, with what we're given. Um, And I wanted to read an excerpt from my Bible. It says, the master divided the money among his servants according to their abilities. No one received more or less than he could handle. If he failed his assignment, his his excuse could not be that he was overwhelmed. God gives us time, gifts, and other resources according to our abilities, and he expects expects us to invest them wisely until he returns. We are responsible for using well what God has given us. The issue is not how much we have, but how well we use what we have. So that really made me think of like when we started the podcast, Ashley, how we tried our best to use what we had just so we weren't going into more debt with the podcast. So we got like the cheapest mic off of Amazon, even though we knew the ultimate mic that we wanted to have, but we were like, Hey, we'll just work with what we have for right now. It was like $25. Yeah. It was $25 (laughs) mic is still doing us some good. And I mean, you guys can't even tell it's $25. Um, what else? I know when we first started, I used iMovie to edit, and now um, we have Final Cut Pro, so you know the editing looks a little better. When we first started, we had like a intro where we weren't even in the intro; it was just like a little animated thing. Um, but we used what we had until, and we just continued to get better. So I, I think it's really important not to say, "Oh, I'm gonna wait until um, I have this." kind of quality because you're wasting time I I believe because if you're meant to do something just go ahead and do it and what you need will come eventually Mm -hmm. it's making me think of that scripture where it's like um he'll supply all that you need um just go ahead and do it so in you guys's opinion why is it so important to manage what you have 
you know, when you said that, it made me think about like, I know like a lot of times I'd be like, when I get rich, I'm going to give all, you know, I'm going to give a lot to like different charities and see, you know, invest in the community. But in the conviction of the scriptures, you know, it even in this way, you, you need to use what you have already. So even in your time, even if you're in your efforts, even if it's just $5 per month or something, find somebody to give to. Um, and, you know, a lot of times giving isn't only like a monetary need. It's also like planting seeds. Like in this podcast, I believe that we're planting seeds within people's hearts and people's hearts and minds. So even if it's just like listening, talking to somebody, praying for somebody, you could be doing something even if you say, oh, I don't have anything. That's putting your mind in like a private estate. You know what I'm saying? Like you can find, look at you, look at yourself, examine yourself and look at what you have already to invest in the things and your dreams that you want to do. That makes me think like Pastor V has said one time, he was like, um, if the Lord see what you're giving with $10, what make you think he going to give you $10,000? Mm-hmm. That is so true. Oh, I remember I was convicted when I was like a really babe in Christ. You, you know, like I, as a child, my, do- my parents would give me a dollar and stuff to give. But um, even if when I started to like even work at Winn-Dixie Days, like I would still get at $1. And you know what? I was just like, you know what? I need to increase the my, my <laughs> more than that dollar. You know, if my finances have increased, my giving needs to increase as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And then another thing I believe it's, I think it's important to not try to rush the process. And I think it's easy to get in the mindset of, I want it all now. Mm-hmm. When I think managing what you currently have is all about trusting that process because that allows you to learn and grow on a smaller scale. So once you've mastered that, it shows you're ready for more. Oh, and I think it's important that um, you don't attempt to skip steps because when you do that, you may be missing out on something that was vital to your learning process. Yeah. Like for me, when I was in school, there were certain steps I had to take to get to my ultimate goal. And So I had four years of undergrad, then I had dental school. So if I would have, you know, tried to escape my way through undergrad, once I got to the positions to take my dental admissions test, that's going back to those biologies and all of that that I learned. So if I would have skated on through, just willy-nilly did it, however, once it got time for me to study for that exam, would have made it that much more harder. Not Mm -hmm. to say that I couldn't have done it, but it just would have made it harder in order to get to where I'm going. And, it, and then it continues to build because once I get into dental school, I have to go back again. So I feel like managing that what you initially have is pretty much like equivalent to building that foundation. And you, you want to have a stable foundation because you're always going to have to go back and reach to that. So don't have step figures. That's a good point that you bring up in what you said. It made me think. Like you going through that process, it makes you realize how dedicated you are, because mm-hmm. if you're not really dedicated, you're you're not going to care about that step. And then when you get yeah. to the next step, it doesn't, especially it, too, if you have like a product, people can see how dedicated you are, you know, and like, too, like when you had to apply, 
to dental school, they looked at your transcript. And what if you had like all C's? They were like, oh, she's not really dedicated to this. So she's not going to be dedicated when she gets to my school. So therefore, she's not right. going to be accepted into this program. So right. that, that is a good point, what you brought up. Yeah. And you also brought up a good another good point of being like really good managers of what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think of like being just being a good steward over what we already have. Um, and in that, and being faithful over what you have, that's when the increase comes, and ultimately you begin to grow from that. And I also had a scripture, uh, Luke nineteen and twenty six, um, and it reads, "Yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even little." They will have and will be taken away. So use what you got. And so, oh, that brought up a good point. And I just thought about that. I know I would hear like the older folks say, use what you got and it's going to be taken away. <laughs> so uh, funny story. I was just like, oh, so if I can sing, if I, you know, I'm not the best singer, but I would sing all the time. I was just like, what a God, you know, increase my voice. <laughs> you know, make it better. <laughs> I, I didn't know where that was going. I thought she was about to bring out Players Club. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to encourage our viewers to the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it works like that. I think you kinda of boring with the voice. Listen, you know, that was not true. Yeah, that's not true. You definitely can. You definitely can get better. It's not. It's not true, Shay. But you're born with a tone. So, so do you think that I can mature my voice to where I'll be able to sing? Yes, I don't think you're going to be Beyonce the first. But I'm coming I out think, with the album in 2020. No, you're taking it too far. I think that from the Lord. I think you can take what you have and have a someone who's professional, very professional, and teach you very to you know <laughs> just a little bit you know I, you will definitely increase not to say that you're gonna be with houston or anything like that but you definitely can grow 2022 expect my debut album you know when you say that you know it, it brings up the scripture you know seek first the kingdom of god if he didn't tell you to do that that ain't your ministry <laughs> That's very important. Yeah. So know your lane, know your ministry, you know what know what to increase. Um, so yeah, singing ain't your thing. And, you know, just seek the Lord in all things that you do. Because he may just tell you to do podcasts. But he may have st- started me in this podcast lane to get me in front of our audience to prepare them for my album. Y'all He's okay. Uh-huh. Keep speaking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I received the word. Just keep seeking. <laughs> so moving forward with um, Matthew 25, we'll start off at the 16th verse. It says, the servants who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver 
also went to work and earned two more. So it is important to point out within these verses that each servant was given money based upon their abilities. And we see how the servants manage their money. And, you know, it, it makes me think we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So I want to ask the question, how do you guys do with managing your time? Hmm. Depends on what time are you talking about. So <laughs> professionally, I like to think I'm pretty good. Um, I'm very type A. I like systems in place, checklists, all of that. Now, if we're talking home, I have developed a bad habit of acting like things aren't there. So if I have a lot of stuff to do, I think all of this comes from me being type A, first of all, because I will drive myself crazy. And I have done it at one point trying to, I have two kids, so put this back. Don't do this. Don't do that. I need this straight. So I came up with a compromise for myself. It's not, I mean, it's not good, but I just act like it's not happening until later. <laughs> until I feel like dealing with it. So I am good in one aspect of my life, but not the other. I would have to agree. I'm kind of like that too. <laughs> I'm very type A at work. Um, my manager would tell you I will make lists. Like I said in the second episode, I put make a list on my list. Because, you know, that's how type A I am at work. But it, it makes sure that I don't skip anything. Everything that's important always gets done. Um, but when it comes to home life, I will make lists of things I want to do. And the thing with work and home is at work, I'm like, nope, you got to do this. But at home, I'm like, oh, I can actually wait till tomorrow to do that. And then tomorrow, that goes to the next list tomorrow. And then, you know, I do stuff at home when, at the last minute. Um, but one thing I've done to help me get away from that is I try to at least say, okay, within this week, you got to do this one thing. This one thing is important. Um, and so, like, I like to keep my room clean now. And so every week, my room has to be clean. That's something that I can't push off. I won't allow myself to do that. Just because, you know, especially since quarantine, like, it's the only thing that you're seeing because we don't really go out a lot. So at least keep this one area clean. Um, but with the podcast, I do make lists and I try to make sure my list is complete before the weekend is over because I did find myself getting overwhelmed if I just, like, was lazy and was like, oh, I'll do it in the middle of the week. And then, you know, Thursday gets here, the episode go up tomorrow. And I'm like, ooh, I ain't even do the audio yet. So um, definitely make a list, have accountability partners. Um, definitely helps me out because, you know, if somebody is my accountability partner, and they're like, hey, did you do this yet? And you'd be like, um, not yet. You feel so bad. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last thing I have is don't put more on you than you can bear. Because sometimes I will do that. I'll put so much on myself and then, you know, my list becomes so like two pages long. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to do my list at all. So just don't do more than you can bear. 
Amen, sister girl. <laughs> I I am too. Like at work, I'm like y'all. I'm like I need tasks. I need I need. I pretty much order it from like most important or like if something need a has a deadline, I'll do those first and then trickle on down to something that can you know go over to the next day. Um, but like at home, I'm not the best, but I'm not the worst. <laughs> um, like now I'm getting into a habit of like actually making a list and cause if it, it, like we said in the last um, part, it gives me satisfaction when I can cross it off my list and I can complete it, you know? Um, but just being a little hot right now, I am a procrastinator. Um, and sometimes, you know, waiting till the last minute, that does lead to like, being overwhelmed like Shay says um and then it results in like not being fully prepared right. for the test and then becoming anxious so you know none of those are fruits of the spirit so we shouldn't be doing that um okay so like if you struggle if you struggle with me turn to your bibles to proverbs find it <laughs> proverbs 10 and 4 because that's definitely my struggle what procrastination yes and then speaking you know, of alexa who just went off um what she said she didn't made my procrastination even worse because i know i can get it in two days so like if i need to order somebody a birthday present i'll put it off to two days before their birthday and be like it'll be here in two days oh you're not gonna blame alexa for that honey mm-hmm. right <laughs> yes okay i mean i'm there ashley Okay, because y'all yeah, know Proverbs always gets us in our place. All right, so Proverbs 10 and 4 reads, Lazy people are soon poor, and hard workers get rich. And I wanted to read the insert from my Bible, and it reads, Every day has 24 hours filled with opportunities to grow, serve, and be productive. Yet it is so easy to waste time letting life slip from our grasp. Refuse to be lazy, to be a lazy person, sleeping or frittering away the hours meant to be productive. And I also have another scripture, Proverbs 13 and 4. It says, lazy people want much but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. So that put me in my place. You know, we ask for so much, but we can't be lazy and expect, you know, still to be flourished and to, you know, get productive work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. let's not be lazy. I mean, it's okay to have downtime, but don't let that turn into laziness. You know, also exactly. extend grace to yourself. You know, you you know, we work hard with type A people. We do all of our stuff at work. Set a time for that. You know, put that on your list. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some downtime. You know, one thing that annoys me about lazy people have y'all <laughs> I, I don't consider us lazy. You know, we just oh, no. avoid it. Exactly. Um, when she read that, I was like, mm, I ain't lazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it when we have to. Yeah. But the one thing I can't stand about lazy people is, is those people who like just talk, who just like to talk. Oh, I want to do this. Then I want to do this. Then I'm going to do this. But then you see no action behind it. It's like, so are you just talking to me? Just 
to hear yourself talk about what you want to do and never apply anything to it or expect you to get them there instead of trying to work for it themselves. You definitely don't want to be that type of person. Right. If you just talking to them and you're putting zero action behind what you're saying, because yeah. that may be somebody that will would have helped you out, but you know they come to you two weeks later and you like, oh yeah, I'm still researching it. It don't take two weeks to research something more simple, and they're like, well, I don't want to put my help into that, or I don't want to put my investment into that because I see what you're doing. So don't be that type of person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be a lazy dreamer. It's <laughs> a nice way to put it. I can't stand those conversations. Now, if you dreaming and I see work behind it, I'm all for the conversation. So what you did today, you know, what accomplishment you made, but we just get into talking about it. I'd be like, okay, this is real part of the conversation right now. You can talk to Jesus about your dreams. Well, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me sip my water. <laughs> yeah, that on my chest. Okay. <laughs> You've been holding it for some while. Yeah, yeah, on the checklist. When we get to this part, I'm saying it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just because I really truly believe, like, if you want to do something, if you put work behind it, it's gonna happen. Even that sure. guy of yours who can't really rap, but if he put so much passion into rap, right. something's gonna pop off. <laughs> Who rapping? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, everybody got rap in their family. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, you know, just even if they don't, like, the most horrible rapper in the world, like, if they got that dedication and determination, somebody gonna see that and be like, yeah, I'm gonna sign you. You know, yeah. like, I really believe if you work towards your dream, it'll happen. Even if it happens, you know, in a little way, it's gonna happen. Right, the saying is, hard work beats out talent any day. So true. Yes. So don't sit on your gifts. Okay. So all three of us struggle with the same thing, and that's procrastination. I struggle with it so much that I can barely say the word. But let's go on and read Matthew twenty-five eighteen, and let's see procrastination in this actual parable but the man who had received one bag went off dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money now why did he go hide that money he be <laughs> and you know what that's why he got one bag the master knew he already knew like I mentioned in the last episode, a lot of my procrastination comes from my anxiety. So I get, and I'm a perfectionist too. That's something else that hinders me. So if I don't think that something can be done perfect or it doesn't look perfect to me while I'm doing it, I'll stop. And then I don't want to go to it until I can figure out how to get it perfected. And that leads you know, to me two or three days later because I let it come to me. I don't chase it being a perfectionist. Um, so I also, aside from just work, I consider you being late to things part of procrastination too. 
And <coughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if y'all saw that post I put on Facebook where it's you know they had the little cat in the bunny, and um, they said five minutes before the event started and the cat was still in his bed. That's me. Um, I procrastinate. Um, getting ready. And therefore, I'm late. Um, but most of the time, like, if I start getting ready an hour before whatever is about to start starts, I'll be on time. But most of the time, I'll wait. Mm, I got 30 minutes. Mm, it'll only take me five minutes to get ready. Ooh, I'm late. Let me get ready. You know, that's how things happen. Um, but, you know, like Ashley, I was convicted in Proverbs. Um, I'm gonna read another lazy quote out of Proverbs, and I'm gonna read it out of my Amplified Bible. Actually, it's Proverbs fifteen nineteen. The way of the lazy is like a hedge, like a hedge of thorns. It pricks, lacerates, and entangles him. But the way of life of the upright is smooth and open, like a highway. And I thought about them thorns. Y'all ever been struck by a thorn? Um, yeah, that like you like those other lazy verses, Ashley, that convicted me. Because at one point it wasn't procrastination. I was just being lazy. I didn't want to do it. Um, especially sometimes at work, like if I got a project that I didn't want to do, I'll just wait until the last minute. It's, it's, ooh, like those um those privacy things those quarterly privacy thing. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to wait to the last minute and be lazy about it. Since we all procrastinate, what are some consequences that you have received from procrastinating? So I feel like regardless of what the task is, the typical result of procrastination for me anyways is stress and a big workload with a short timeline to complete it and one of my earliest memories of procrastination was like I was out in the seventh or eighth grade and me and Drake Drink is one of my cousins she lived with us um around that time we, our middle school uh we had to do science fair projects so the science fair project was due like the next day and we waited to the very last minute to start it. So we kind of started on it a little bit, but we didn't, you know how you have to have the poster board and the report. <laughs> None of that was done the day before. So we went to the store that night, the night before to try to start our science fair project. So we ended up having to stay up the entire night to complete this project i had to type the report so and then with me being type a type a and being last minute is not a good combo mm -hmm. because even though i don't have a lot of time i'm still it's trying gonna be to perfect <laughs> yeah trying to make sure everything is where it needs to be so like i said we were up all night well at least i was because mm -hmm. i'm i'm type a that don't mean everybody else is. my cousin she was like Man, forget this. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so I'm just I'm like, whatever. So I'm just working. Before you know it, it's like 4.30, 5 o'clock. The alarm goes off. And I'm not done. And so she 
the she was like so out of it. The alarm went off. She jumped up and bam, she smacked her head on. We were like had a bunk bed, and I'm so tired. I just look over her and like, and she's just looking crazy, just rubbing her head. And at that point, we just bust out laughing, you know, laugh to keep from crying at that point. So. Anyway, fast forward, you have the project and we have to also present it. So now I have to do a presentation. I'm tired. My head is foggy. I, I didn't prepare for the, the uh, presentation. So now I'm nervous. I'm not going to present well. But anyways, you know, we got through it. And, you know, I learned a very early lesson on uh, procrastination and the repercussions of it. Uh, don't get me wrong, I've had many lessons since, but I remember that one very fondly. I just have one question from that um, story. <laughs> what did you make? What did you I, don't, I don't even remember. You, I, you must have passed. Yeah, I passed, don't remember. But, but I don't remember. I just remember being annoyed and aggravated because she, she had the nerve <laughs> to go to sleep. I'm doing, her, I'm doing some of her part. I'm like... <laughs> I can't lie. Part of me was like, hmm, this is what you get. Why are you trying to go to sleep? <laughs> so don't Ooh, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't recommend zero out of ten. Yeah. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ashley? Utra, much like the Milo. I don't have a story time, but I get stressed. And when I get stressed, it don't look good. I start crying. I get overwhelmed. I get anxious. Uh-uh, now you adding crying in there. You're doing way too much. <laughs> I cry for anything. Like, yo, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm crying. Y'all, you're going to see some shit, some tears. That's gonna I don't know where it comes from. I, I don't. I can't explain it. <laughs> but yeah, child. Mm-mm. I have a little story time myself. It's not as dramatic as Jamila holds. <laughs> Um, but it's a little hot moment too to add one to this episode. Um, but if y'all don't know, when I went to college, I changed my major at least six times. And this was during the phase that I wanted to go into radiology. And so I wanted to apply to the radiology program at South. And I had like, well, my major started in biology. Let's start there. And then we moved on to TV film. Then we went to um, social work. Then somewhere in there, we went back to TV film. Then we went to um, ultrasound. Well, radiology was the fifth one before we got to number six. But um, I was like, I changed everything around in my um, classes to apply to this program. But the thing was, I just spent probably a semester preparing to go into, well, preparing to apply to this program. Now, if I would have knew that's what I wanted to do going into my freshman year, I would have been way more serious about my grades. You know, as freshman and a sophomore, I just, you know, like, let me just get through this. Like, as long as I pass this class, I'm okay. But if I had known that I wanted to get into something that was very competitive, I would have been like, I'm going to make an A on this. You know, I study enough to get a B, you know. But if I would have knew 
I was trying to get into the radiology program, I would have studied hard enough to get an A because I could do it. I just didn't apply myself. And so as I was getting ready to apply to the program, I was missing deadlines. Like we had to, to go do these um, walk, walk-alongs. I did the walk-along at the last minute. I turned my application in the last day. Um, I, I think I'd had my interview on the last day. I didn't even prepare for my interview at all. I just went in like, like, you know, they're going to ask me a few questions. I didn't treat it like a job interview and I should have. And I realized that I was not ready at all to apply to that program. And I kind of realized it too late when I didn't get in. Um, and I had to figure out, okay, what are you going to do now? <laughs> but if I would have, you know, I really think I was procrastinating in that whole instance because I didn't realize how big of a deal getting into that program was. Because honestly, up until the end, I hadn't really been rejected by anything academically. Everything was just was easy to me. So I just figured, hey, this is going to be easy too. But if I would have just applied myself and not procrastinated throughout that whole experience, I feel like I would have gotten in. But I wasn't meant to do that. That's how I look at it now. So that's my that's my hot moment. That is good. Okay, so we do have some Facebook comments from our Facebook page. You can follow us on Facebook at Obedience Pod and all other social media platforms at um, Obedience Podcast. So we asked the same question: What are some consequences of procrastinating? Brianna Scott says, feeling left behind and having to do extra work to catch up. Um, Casey says, being years behind on your purpose. Sharice Moran says, 100 pounds. My God. Yolanda Wheeler says, actually, I've I've done some of my best work from procrastination, mainly because I thought about it and haven't strategized how... I'm going to execute. On another hand, I've been most stressed when something came up that was unexpected or out of the ordinary. I couldn't execute with excellence. I govern my life by doing everything with the spirit of excellence. And if and if that's compromised, I am stressed to the max. So it sounds like she's type A as well. Um, so when I am considering procrastination, if I see that this could end up not being executed with excellence because there are too many potentials for it, for it to go off, I am not, I will not procrastinate. So it sounds like she has some kind of self-motivation in the, in the midst of procrastinating. She said a word there because you can wait to the last minute to do something that's really important. And then out of nowhere, something pops up, something gets in your way. Like your printer may not work or your internet goes down. Like, or if you try to leave late for work, you might run into a train or you catch every single light. Like something will happen if you try to wait (laughs) to the last minute. I know that happened to me at work recently. I was like, I had a WebEx. I was like, I'll call in three minutes before. And then my internet went down. Like my computer completely shut down and it took forever for my computer to come back up. And then here I am, I'm looking like I'm five minutes late to the meeting, even though I tried to call in three minutes early. So if I would have tried 10 minutes early, 
you know, like they tell us that when they <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah, one thing that um I just thought about adding to, you know, doing your best work at the last minute, just think about how much better it may have been had you had just a little bit more extra time if you think that's your best work. Mm-hmm. What's what happens when you do it in a timely manner? Yep. But thank you guys for those comments. Remember to always remember if you follow us on our Facebook page, we'll always have questions that you guys can answer to get a chance to be included on our episodes. Yep. All right. So with the feeling of overwhelm, was there ever like a time that y'all felt that you wouldn't get the task accomplished? If so, what did you do to overcome your feeling of overwhelm? I did. Um, this was a, another college story. Um, it was a history class. And this man, my professor, gave us all semester to read this book that we had to write a paper on. And, you know, it, it was just so much going on in my life. I didn't have time to read that book. And um, the day before I had to take the final exam, I decided to read the book. Um, and this wasn't a short book, guys. This was a lengthy book. And um, Carlos, my best friend, we took the class together. And I tell you, the, from the time we got assigned to read the book to that last day, he kept asking me, have you started on the book? Have you started on the book? And I was like, no, not yet. No, not yet. Um, and I was so overwhelmed because I was not even close to finishing this book. And like our exam we had to write an essay on the book and I hadn't read half of the book and I was just so overwhelmed, but you know, he is a really good friend. He had read the book. So he just told me about the book. He just talked to me about the book. So I went and I took my test and I'm a really good writer. And so I, I wrote my essay. Like I read the book and like he, Carlos was very upset because I made higher on my exam than he made. And he was like, you didn't even read the book. <laughs> so I ended up making a 99 on my paper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was very overwhelmed though. You know, thank God for him. Because I would have definitely failed that test or that exam. So yeah. Don't use my story as an old age to do that either. <laughs> Please don't. You know, I was okay, very so, favored in that situation. <laughs> well, for me, um, I feel like, the, of course, it's going to be about school. You know, most of my, I feel like my whole life I've been in school. But this, this question will basically summarize my entire middle school experience. And I think it's impossible to not feel overwhelmed with the amount of information they expect you to retain. So it was like at one point, so we learn, let's back it up. So we learn in blocks in dental school. And what a block is, is pretty much all the information you learn prior to being, being tested. So you learn the block and you're tested on it. So I took pretty good notes when I was an undergrad. So I had the bright idea, let me go back and pull from there pull from my notes so I can see um, what what I'm getting wrong here in order to try to bring everything together. So I went back to look and I realized that in one block of dental school, it 
it was all the information we had learned in one semester in um in undergrad so it was that much information so um anyways when i you know when i felt that way what i always had to do was pretty much remind myself that um of my ultimate goal that that's the only way i was able to keep moving forward say okay this is what i need to do to get where i want to be and i had to reevaluate how i approach studying I had to reevaluate how I learned and then I had to formulate a plan to go from there. So that was pretty much how I was able to handle the large amount of information we were expected to learn in dental school. Mm, I can imagine. And that's one thing I, I know about like things like anything that we're having to do. Like if you have a goal, you have to be passionate about it. You can't just, just make up this goal up and, and cause sometimes it's hard work. Like, Say, for instance, if I went to nursing school and something like that happened to me, I would be like, well, this isn't what I want to do anyway. Just let me drop out. Right. I'm not passionate. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to throw the Lord in there real quick. The Lord going to be like, I need to, you to go to um, nursing school. I might be the bad. So, yeah, you do have to be passionate. That's why, well, I'll talk, I'm getting a little bit excited. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But, yeah, that is really an important thing, have passion behind whatever you're trying to pursue because of situations like that when it gets very overwhelming. You, you're going to need something to lean on when you have exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ashley? Did you share? No, I ain't have no story time like y'all. I feel prepared. <laughs> um, no, that just means that you have great time management. And yes, <laughs> never felt overwhelmed. It's all oh, yeah. <laughs> just peaceful. <laughs> I'm just peach, peachy. Yeah, um, great. that was the only time I felt like that. I had never felt so overwhelmed with schoolwork in my life. So. So learning, it was definitely a learning experience and a big curve for me. Mm-hmm. But it is good that you did have that foundation of even taking notes. Just focus on what you're good at first. Kind of, I don't know, like managing your time and managing your strengths and like kind of getting to know yourself and like, okay, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. This is what I need to learn um, or to like, educate myself and give myself knowledge in these areas because these are my weaknesses um and also give yourself some grace and some pep talk because like sometimes i just have to step away from some things you know and then come back to it because if i continue in that area i'm gonna start crying (laughs) (laughs) double these tears lord i'm just saying but yeah sometimes it is good just to step away from the thing and then Mm -hmm. give yourself a pep talk and then, ex- you know, set up a plan to execute the techniques. I have a story time, a, a funny one, um, about being overwhelmed. So when I was little, my mama took me to um, my aunt's house. To um, She had to do something after work. And I had to learn my spelling words because I had a test the next day. She told me to study while I was at my aunt's house. Um, but I had three cousins, so we played the whole time. And so... <laughs> Um, my aunt told me it was time. My mom was on the way to get me. So I decided to study 
within that time of her coming to get me. Now, mind you, my mama had told me she was going to test me on the study words when she got home. So, you know, I'm in the car trying to go through the words, trying to remember them. And then we got home and the first word my mama told me, I didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> I didn't study at all. <laughs> the, the 10 minutes it took her to come pick me up. And um, I got in trouble. I got a whooping that night because my mama knew I ain't studied none of them words. I think it was like an easy word too, like up. That wasn't the word. That was not the word. I bet she said, spell belt. Go get the belt. <laughs> <laughs> but but after, that, after that, I, I learned, you know, if my mama told me to know how to spell something, I need to spell it. I In was, your defense, I think that was a setup. It was. You knew better. Like, three cousins? No. Who's studying? And they don't have a test either? Like, you should just left me at home. <laughs> that's like little challenge they do with the little kids now and yeah. putting the candy on their face and saying don't touch it like I'm on your side like, I don't think it was fair it uh-huh. wasn't. she should have done, done what was right she should have been obedient <laughs> uh, this is not my fault I was a child <laughs> All right, so in part three, I think we did a great job of discussing, you know, the responsibilities and time management and how to be good stewards over what God has given us and, you know, how to manage our time and the consequences of procrastination. B-E-L-T. (laughs) (laughs) And even the results of being overwhelmed. So we'd like to thank y'all for joining us for another episode. Get ready, get ready, get ready for our next episode. <laughs> our next episode. Um, so you know, same place, same time, and as always, be obedient. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>